You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. Anna Tigre, my wife, is back in the studio with me after a few days hiatus. Uh, great to have you back, Anna. It's nice being <laughs> great back. Great to have you back. <laughs> You've always been here. You're I always just down the hall with all the yeah, kids, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, big, big, big day for us, for our family. And, yes, it is. But before we do our big reveal, uh, today's show is brought to you by blessedbodywear.com. I, I wanted to go over what you've got coming out this week. It's just every week now. You're back in a flow. After COVID, couldn't get anything made during COVID. Uh, now everything's back rolling again. It's and just incredible that we are back. So. And we've got such amazing customers. You know, they, they've been loyal and, and they're right there back with us again. And we're extremely grateful for that. We sure are. Uh, also, Silver Bullet Anti-Aging. Susie Bell, thank you very much. Hormone replacement therapy has saved our lives and allowed us to be the parents that we are. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, blackbean.coffee, which gives us the energy to get up every day because <laughs> the days usually start around four or five. Um, do you want to make emotional, emotional day today? It's been a, a long journey. Some of you have been with us from before we even started on this journey. But um, like Terry and I were talking before this podcast, um, you know, we dated for a few years and we were traveling the world and being young at heart and, mm -hmm. and having fun and, you know, with careers that we could, we could work out of any place and, and, and just so free. And then one day I come to Terry and I say, um, God put in my heart that, um, that my next chapter is to be a mom. <laughs> and he thought I was out of my mind. <laughs> well, in, in fairness, in fairness, uh, the way you were raised, you were raised in Brazil, come from an affluent family. So raising kids means you have a maid and a, a lot nanny of and you have a lot of support. Yeah. And we don't have that here. We don't really... I mean, you have your sister Lulu, but you she know, doesn't she's even near on the other side of town, yeah. and you know, like that. And so it's just it's not a daily thing, right? And so really, you're on your own, and it's mm -hmm. like, okay, are you a, ready for that life? Yeah, we got a business to run, we got a, a house to keep clean and organized, and you want to have kids, and it's like, ah, I think you're out of your mind. You know, <laughs> it's that it's that I, I'm going to Target looking at cute outfits. Want to have kids? Right. It's not okay, everybody's sick and somebody just crapped and it's all over and we've got to hose down the, you know, it's... it's you mean my everyday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't even got to the kids yet. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but... Well, it was, it was probably just as shocking to me because I, I was never one to... Uh, it, it was something that has never consumed me. I've always liked kids. Um, I, I never put a lot of thought into, I do want to be a mom or I don't. I always felt like, well, if it happens, you know, and obviously I had a failed marriage, you know, I was never in that situation. And then I was focusing on my career and things I wanted out of life. And it, it wasn't even that we settled down and got married it was truly something shifted inside of me. And I just mm -hmm. knew that that was my new path. With that said, it doesn't mean it was easy. No. And it wasn't automatic. And it wasn't even, um, it, it wasn't a quick decision for us. You and I talked about it for years, literally two years yeah. before we even start moving forward and, and we start explored many different exploring, options to yes. decide what we wanted to do. And me what being it came older. You know, and you having a vasectomy wasn't, it wasn't just 
Oh, you know. we tried and tried and tried and tried. <laughs> I, I put happen. my heart and soul into it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing would happen. No. Month after month, no <laughs> you, pregnancy. You can't call me a quitter, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're so silly. No. Seriously, though, I mean, I you can't, you can't tell this story without, because I've tried. God is at the center of the story. And of course, you expect that from every Christian to say that, but... Uh, and I think we'll go through these well, events. Well, now looking back, it's even more so. Well, you it's know, just so and, obvious. Yeah. But, you know, you look at it and you just, you can't tell this because things happen that there's just no other explanation for it. Right. You know, the way things went. And, and uh, so anyway, today we adopted Cole. Right. Uh, Cole David, T. Gray Goodlad. Yes. And he joins, uh, Katie and Emma got adopted in May. May 12th. Uh, Cadence Victoria, T. Gray Goodlad. And then Emma Grace T. Gray Goodlad. Yes. As well. And so, uh, so our three little ones, uh, we got to celebrate Cole's day. Of course, Cole didn't get anything. We're doing this because of COVID, you know, you don't go to a courtroom, you do a zoom call. It's like a zoom call. Right. So it was awesome because we got to have all your family from Brazil was tuned right. in. Right? right. And it's funny because the judge says, okay, everybody has to mute their mic. Right. And of course, nobody's muting anything. <laughs> so I had to interrupt the judge for a minute so that you could tell them in Portuguese. Right. And then the judge was like, what's going on? I yeah. said, I'm just trying to tell them in Portuguese. <laughs> in Portuguese, because they don't understand English. <laughs> and anyway, we're good after that. But Cole had no idea what no, was happening. No, he had no idea. He's doing the on my lips, <laughs> yes. and he's put, trying to put his sunglasses on me. He stuck it in my ear at one point, and I'm going... No respect for the judicial process at all. No, anymore. and Emma was funny, because she was repeating everything, yeah. <laughs> and she... <laughs> The judge will ask a question, is that correct? I said, correct. And Emma goes, correct. <laughs> and then we start laughing. And she goes, mommy, what did I say? That was funny. <laughs> it was cute. It was awesome. And it was funny because you could see, you could see everybody on the screen. You could see people are chuckling. And, right. You know, and it's just our kids. And I mean, for a minute there, I was like, oh gosh, you know, stop doing that. You know, and then it's like, no, it's yeah, their it's day. Our day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day. <clears throat> so it was an awesome day. And, you know, at the end of it, it was just, I didn't know, oddly felt very emotional. That happened too with Katie and Emma's uh, adoption yeah. too, right at the end, it was very emotional. And, and, uh, there's just so many feelings and, and we're looking back at a four year journey. We became foster parents. We graduated four a years, a little, little over ago. four years ago. So we started, I, I remember we started our fingerprints was like May or June mm -hmm. and then we started classes in July. So it's four and a half years ago right. that we started this process. And, and, uh, of course we had Quamaine for right. first for a good chunk of those four years. We got mm -hmm. him at four and a half weeks and he left at, uh, four years of age. And, uh, he's been gone now for two months. Yep still extremely painful. Yeah. And so, you know, part of it is you wish he was here, but of course he's with his mom and his biological dad and his biological mom now. And they're, you know, trying to really try hard to try to hard to make that transition. So we pray for them every day, you yes. know, that, that, that becomes smooth and, and like that, but uh, you know, he's struggling, we're struggling and this is the process. Um, but we've got our kids and that's the whole thing. Like, my heart breaks because I wish he was here, but I, I'm grateful for the three children that we have. Exactly. And so I don't want to take anything away from them. Yes. You know what I mean? But, you know, it still hurts. Oh, and they miss him too. Like you, you oh, know. Katie cries almost every day. Right. And so it, it, it is, you know, and he has been uh, a difficult year and 
my goodness, 2020. <laughs> oh, okay. Remember 2019? We said, oh, 2019, we're giving it to Feng. You know, goodbye. We don't yeah. you know. Thank goodness. 2020 is going to be so oh. different. Oh my God. Yes. Like I was begging for 2019 back. Come back. <laughs> but it, it has been in, you know, I'll go back to, you know, God put that in my heart. We, we were a few weeks away from starting in vitro and we both felt really strongly that that was not our path mm -hmm. and uh and i never wanted to get into foster care because i'm going there's no way i want to get my heart broken like that well we 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 had heard a lot about foster care yes and then we met uh through a friend of missy's <clears throat> missy mm -hmm, young mm -hmm. and uh and talked to them and then we talked to some other people and then we went down there and we did a, an introductory thing class yes and and really what happens is uh you know god again and i go back to god because god was driving this thing right from the beginning and what it was is forget about overseas forget about you know we're looking at all these different options Adoptions, it's just, yeah. there's so many kids here right you know and then we got introduced to kind of the system and how it works and what it's all about and like that. And then through the, through the licensing classes, <clears throat> really what most of the licensing classes are is understanding the trauma that they've been through, identifying the behaviors and then figuring up, out if figuring you can out, actually well, go figure, through with well, it. <laughs> figuring out what you need to do to deal with that. And yeah. then figuring out if you're capable of that. Right. Because the last thing they want you to do is take a child that you can't care for. Right. And then it ended up being more traumatic being in a safe foster, quote unquote, safe foster home is more traumatic than, than right. not. And every Sunday, we did this for 10 Sundays and mm -hmm. every Sunday before we went and after we left the class, we would be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I remember us talking and then both you and I decided, okay, what I'm feeling, that what, what God's telling me is that we need to finish the class mm -hmm. and that's all we need to do. And so we committed to it. We finished, we, you know, and then actually we had some, some things that came up that we had some could, personal things that we had to pump the brakes for a minute. Right. Because we couldn't we, take a placement right away. We thought we may have to take a placement of a family a, a member. Kinship, yeah. yeah. Kinship placement. And that worked out great. Yeah. It worked out better. Right. And then we, in January, we took Quamaine. Quamaine. Mm -hmm. And you know, and most people know about Kwame's journey with us because we had a, an entire show about him and how we uh, ended up adopting his biological and mother, the reason Crystal, why we were public about July. that is because we were trying to inspire more people because we saw the need. Right. You know, when you walk into Child Haven in Las Vegas, they have something called Child Haven. It's a facility. Yeah. And uh, and that's where they, it's, it's supposed to be a transition place for kids that get you know, removed from their family by CPS, Child Protective Services, and they go there and then they try to get them into a home right. situation rather than an institutional one. Well, unfortunately, there's kids that languish there for a very long time and uh, especially the older ones, but there's also younger ones as well. And it's just not an ideal environment. It's not a home environment. It's an institution. Yep. And, and, uh, and so anyway, you, we, went in there to well, the day we took Quamaine and looked around and they had so many kids in there mm. and we were just in the one unit mm -hmm. in that one age group where mm -hmm. they're all like, I think all under a year old or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there were so many kids, they didn't have enough rooms Yeah, and they've got beds in the hallways. And, yep. and so there's nobody there 
there's just a few staff members and you can't hold all these kids. And so there's kids crying and like, it was just, it rips your heart out. And, and I know we left there and I thought, okay, we, I feel like God put us there because we have to share this story so that we can get more good people because we stayed away from it because of bad information. Right. And once we got the information and now we have a very, very different perspective on being foster parents. Exactly. Now, having said that, we've got our family intact. We've made a family decision that we're going to close our license. Right. And so we will not be, as of tomorrow, we won't be foster parents any longer. Right. Um, and the reason is, is that our kids are all considered special needs. Right. And they require a lot of attention and we need to give them stability. Yes. With kids coming and going, and we've seen this with Quamaine, it's extremely hard on them. And these are our forever kids now. And so we need to give them a nice and, home. And, you know, and that's one of the things that we learn in class is what what does special needs mean? Right. And it, it, special needs is basically any kid that has suffered trauma and, mm-hmm. you know, that has gone to a traumatic event and maybe you meet them. It's like somebody with OCD, mm-hmm. you know, you meet them, they're perfectly, you wouldn't think that there's anything different about them. No, you would look at our kids and not sense that there's any problem, but they do require. Right. And that's why people always say they meet our kids and they're like, oh, you know, they're so sweet. They're so, I said, but I always think, yeah, but they require so much more energy to heal. Their care is complex. I mean, kids are complex anyway. There's a lot there, but uh, with our kids, there's each of them suffers trauma. Each of them gets triggered by different things right? uh, and they trigger each other. And and so it, it can become pandemonium. And so there are things that we have to do that maybe parents with biological children. And that's where sometimes we get conflict because how we deal with our children, uh, some other people think, oh gosh, why do you bother with that? Or why do you do this? Like sugar, you know, we are the sugar Nazis. We don't. And the reason is, is uh, like with Quamaine, he gets like, he's got uh, ADD. ADD. Yeah. And you can't talk to this kid and he becomes physically, he can't, you know, he falls over and crashes into things. And, and so with him and sugar, it's like giving him crack. You know, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Emma is less of a problem, but with Katie, it's a big problem with sugar. Yeah, she you know gets I mean? she gets emotional. <clears throat> My yeah. gosh, and unbearable. Like <laughs> she's just, you know, she's she, she just upsets everybody. And so, yeah. and so the thing of it is, there's is a with, lot of things we have to be very particular, very particular. And so I'm just using sugar as an yeah. example, but uh, you know, we have to have a definite routine with and, them. And, and I think have, most of all, uh, what I see is, you know, they could not bear to lose something else in their lives. So if we were to continue to be foster parents and kids coming and going and kids coming and going, I I, I couldn't do that to them. You know, it's hard enough on us, but right. we are, we are grownups and we can well, make we, that we decision. We can work through we can it. With them, it, it triggers exactly. their own. Like Caden said, you know, this was when she got here. Finally, right. this was her 10th home. Right. Both of them. Remember she yeah. said to you, what do I call you, you know? Oh, yeah. And I guess we were going to start with with their story, you know, the, right. the girls. Where, and we're talking about God, but um, two and a half years ago, we got this call and we had Quamaine. Mm-hmm. And I remember because we were driving up Charleston, right, leaving Whole Foods. And we got this phone call. And, and when you're a foster parent, you, you, you get calls all the time, even if you don't have any beds open because they need you. And at that point in our lives, we were about to move. Mm-hmm. 
from a home we were in for six years mm -hmm. and we were about to expand our business and open a, a shop, production a, a production facility. And so we were saying no every time. I don't even want to hear, uh, you know, any specifics is just a no. And then we got this phone call and it was these two little girls and they just needed a place to stay for a few weeks until they were going to their forever home. And we don't need to elaborate too much on that, but that was the story. And we normally would have never said yes to that. And this was that. A very much, a, well, I guess they're all emergency placements. Right. But this was coming from out of state. And right. Then, you you know, needed to, like, you had 24 hours to make up your mind and go get them at the airport, nine right. o'clock at night, the next day. Right. And so I hung up and we looked at each other and Terry tells me, I feel like we need to say yes. And I'm going, where's my husband? <laughs> well, which is odd because uh, understand, you know, you get emailed. We, at that time, we were getting emailed lists of kids. Yes. And we were on top of that getting calls and, you know. Weekly, it, yes. Yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, so anyway, it was very, very intense. And it was just like, nothing felt inside. Like I, and I really go with that. I listen to the whole, what I call the Holy, what we call the Holy Spirit, right? But that's that little voice inside that says, "Goes left or go right, do this or do that." And it just felt like, no, I, th I feel like we're supposed to take these girls, right? You know, and so we got to we got to roll with that, even though, you know, we don't the natural, we don't see how this is going to work out because yeah. we were you had just gotten climatized to one, right? Okay, because that was a. Took a while, yeah. Took a while, and and then it's like all of a sudden we're going to throw two more in there, right? And they're and, all close in age, you know. Yeah, and, and it's just like, oh, okay, this is going to be a handful, but it's right. just not. I just like feel like we need to do this, yep. and so we did. We took the girls, and we took the girls, and that was the interesting part because I knew they were only going to be here. I knew for a few weeks, and so I asked the caseworker, said, "Can I have the contact of their adoptive?" family which is a former foster home former foster home in another state i said can i have their contact so because i was thinking if that was me in another state and i'm waiting for my two little girls to come to me i would want to hear you know every day how they're doing and things like that so that's how we started and so i kept in touch with them all the time i say you know they're doing this they're doing that and sure enough paperwork took more than a couple weeks it took seven months seven months and uh and then we took them to the airport in their little princess dresses. And although- I still look at that picture and oh, I still get choked up looking at it. And they were so, they've they were been so through little. this so many times yes. that they knew, they understood what's going on. And they were so, they were trying to be cheery. They, it, that is that the part- That's what broke my heart. Right. Is they were trying to be cheery for our sake. And their eyes were dead. Yeah. And they thought- after seven months here that this was going to be their forever home. Yeah. And then when we told them, you know, they were going, that was exactly it. They were trying to look at the positive and they were so, oh, it's just heartbreaking. But so, anyway, so they we went took away. them to the, to the airport. They went away and the house was so empty. And Quamain was so... He, heartbroken oh he cried and they used cried to sing for the soundtrack to frozen in the van everywhere we went yeah right and so he would I remember they left on friday or saturday saturday right. yes saturday morning and it was sunday night and we were coming back from a skating rink thing and and uh and driving down the, the freeway yeah and he want he asked to for me to put that on and i put right. it on and he cried 
And he was a little over, like he was two and a half. Yeah. He cried hysterically, like couldn't catch his breath, cried. Yeah. Got to the end of the song and he asked me to play it again. I know. And like, I, you know, how do you hold it together for this little guy? You know, right. and this is the life of a foster kid. Yes. And, and so anyway, um, the girls went away. Right. And at that point, you know, the, the contact fell off. Right. She wasn't responding anymore. No. Nope. And stopped. so he says, okay, we'll just let, you know, let, let it go. And then it was a few months later. Well, they left in October. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so in January, and so we knew at that point that we, we wanted a bigger family because mm -hmm. we had the experience of having three, you know, and then it was really hard. And then right when they got settled, mm -hmm. they left. And so it was really empty. And so there were some other kids and it just, things didn't work out. It, and Yes, there was this kids and these kids yeah. and it, things didn't we work out. We had the out. little girl in the hospital that looked like it was going to be like just a straight up adoption. Yeah. And then that... Last of two days. Yeah, last, you know, so, so it just you know, we had a lot of kids come and go and, and their cases got resolved in other ways. And then, so they left in October, in January, Terry comes out of the shower and he goes, Anna, send an email to the girl's caseworker and just let her know that if something doesn't go right, well, oh, where they're you, at, said, yeah, we, you know, we'll take them back and we'll be their adopted resource. And I'm like, why why would you like where did that come from and he you just that feeling you inside. just had that feeling that feeling that holy spirit and thing. so i email her and i say i said exactly what you said and she, and she replies she's like oh that is so sweet but they are doing great they are just about to sign the papers blah 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 and literally i think it was three two or two, two weeks, two weeks later. later two weeks later she calls me and she's like okay you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this, but they actually don't feel like it's a good fit. And so they, they're not moving forward with the adoption. And I was, and she's like, so are you guys still willing? And I'm like, and I said yes, to her, I but said, I need to call my husband, yeah. but yes, you know. And I let her know. I said, listen, we're not kicking tires here. Right. We, if they come here, they're staying here forever. Right. And so you got on a plane. Right. And uh, that was your choice. But yeah, well, that's the thing. They, 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 usually it's a worker that goes out yeah. and does this. Yeah. And you called and said you wanted to go yeah. and you went. So they, well, they you know, for you to, to the, go. Well, to the worker's credit, <clears throat> it was a new worker. And she said, she said, Anna, I'm more than willing, she said, but they never met me before. I said, they know you and they're coming home to you. Do you want to go? And mm -hmm. I just, I, immediately I knew I was supposed to go. So I left at what, so seven in the morning, <laughs> flew five hours. They and, got out of the vehicle yeah. at the airport with their bag and, yeah. and you went back in and brought them home. And, yeah. and it was so cool because their recollection of it is that mommy came, went to, came to get us. Went to rescue you. Yes. Like you went to rescue them. Right. You know? So that was a very like, listen to the Holy Spirit because it, it you know, it doesn't make mistakes. And that was so pivotal for their healing because yeah. they really felt, because they never understood why they went away because yeah. in their minds is why did you send us away you right. know um and so we explained that we you know didn't have control over that but the fact that i went back to get them really really was pivotal on them trusting again mm -hmm. and healing and bonding with us and and when they got back and, and i it, one of the things that broke my heart is cadence was so grateful right to be here and it's like a kid should never like a kid that age should never she was she, she was four 
Yeah. Kids yeah. Should, should never be grateful at no. four. No. You know, no. they should be self-absorbed. No, she was three. She was three, she she was was three. three and a half. Yeah. yeah, she was three and a half. That's right. And they should never been, be grateful at that point. And my goodness, in, in February is going to be two years that they're back. But the best was at the airport because I brought Quamaine to the airport. Yeah. And then I didn't tell him. Right. And then walked up and he saw them and they just flipped out we and they were running video. all around yes. the airport. And, and it was funny because, you know, it's Vegas, right? People are there to you know, party money to get laid. Right. So they're looking at these little kids running around and some people were annoyed, but there was a, a, a couple there. Uh, uh, it was an older African-American man and, <clears throat> and his wife and they were smiling yeah. and they knew because yeah. they had been foster parents. Right. And so they were very touched and yeah. So anyways, it was great having the kids back <clears throat> and then, things have been moving along great with the girls, uh, you know, their development and like that. We got committed to that because we knew this was a, their forever home. Uh, and then we, we, we finalized that adoption this year. Well, right. Well, what happened is they came back and you have to wait six months to adopt them. And uh, six, yeah, months, a six month waiting period, six months waiting period. Cause they want to be sure that everything like mm -hmm. it didn't work out out there, you right. know? And so that's why they do that already. And so when the six months were up and we are like, okay, we're ready to adopt them. It was in September and the worker was like, oh, you know, we, we missed something and we didn't order their medical records <laughs> from the other States they That's lived right. in and like that. And so from September that got carried cause then it's the holidays and then it's, you know, it's it Christmas and it get, got dragged on all the way to February. And then the pandemic started and everything got dragged on. So we didn't adopt a, adopt them till May. And Terry and I were like, okay, when we adopt them, we're going to close our license because again, oh. we're not going to put them through yes. the, the losing siblings, you know? And, and you kept saying, I don't, I feel like I shouldn't because there's a boy coming. There's a, you boy, said, there's coming. a boy coming. Yes. And the crazy thing was, is before that, before we started our, before we opened our lives, uh, before we got, fo became foster parents, we were going to do IVF mm -hmm. and Terry and I were talking about kids' names mm -hmm. and Terry goes, well, if it's a girl, you can pick whatever name you want, but if it's a boy, I'm going to choose the name. I said, okay, fair enough. So what is the name that you want to pick? It was Cole. And it was Cole. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Okay, I've, I like that name. That's a cool name. And so I, you completely forgot about that. But I kept telling Terry since like two two years ago, I think I'm like, there's another little boy coming. There's another we little boy. We were a week away from closing our license. Yeah. And, and I said to you, I says, Anna, we can't. Right, continue as We can't parents. take any more foster kids. We got to look after the ones we got. Right. Because at that point, you know. We had three. Well, right. And COVID and we're, you know. Right panicking with our business we ended up losing it yeah you know and and uh so we're going through all of that and it's like we can't we can't be taking more kids we got to focus on getting our lives turned around right? right and so it was like okay we're going to cancel and you just said but i feel like i shouldn't because of this i yeah. know there's a little boy coming and then we got a call and i'm going to try to tell the story if i forget anything because i forget everything yeah but uh if i forget just just and it was in. the girl's caseworker supervisor the, the same girls one case that worker we, supervisor the same one that brought the girls from the airport yeah the first time yeah and she said listen there's this little boy and we said sure 
you know. Well, what what she said is there's this little boy and his case is already determined. So basically we need an adoptive resource. He's 19 months and he, if you say yes and is a good fit, when he moves in, he lives with you for six months and then you can adopt. So, mm -hmm. because she knew the girl's background <laughs> and she knew we didn't want to put the girls through a loss. Mm -hmm. So she knew it was a perfect fit. And she said, you know, he, he doesn't have any special needs. Uh, he's 19 months and his name is Cole. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. That's our boy. Yeah. And well, and here's where the story gets really good is that, so she was a supervisor yeah and we said yes and she says okay the worker will contact you so the worker contacted us and did this interview and it was very and professional. it was a video call yeah and it was a very professional interview yeah. and like that and then she hung up the phone and it was 45 minutes later the worker and you calls. were uneasy, like terry goes I just don't know. Like, yeah, I don't I, think I don't, it's, something I don't, didn't feel right. Something didn't feel right. Yes. And, and then she calls back. It was 45 minutes later. She's driving and she's the worker is crying her eyes out. Yeah. And she said, you guys understand that I only, you know, I had another family picked out for this little boy. Yeah. And, uh, but my supervisor who is a Christian girl, Yeah. my supervisor told me that I needed to interview you. So I did it just, out of duty right but i fully intended to give but she says through the interview and after we hung up god's been talking to me and he's telling me that this is your little boy it was incredible and so she said if you want him we're, we're going to place him with you so <clears throat> so we said sure now of course in this time he's being held by another foster parent and right. uh, just outside of vegas yeah and uh, and that's where he was staying in transition for a few days and uh and that lady they've been foster parents i mean they pull up with one of those great big vans 11 passenger yeah yeah, yeah it was massive vans with a great big you know, rack on top of it in the whole nine years because they've had 18 18 kids 18 yeah. foster kids and they've been an adoptive resource for every child right and uh, what that lady said when she came here with Cole is she said, when we got this little boy, we just felt God was telling us this isn't our son. Right. So he is the only one. That they said no. That they said no, they wouldn't be an adoptive resource for. Right. Uh, they came here. They came to the door. Now, this little boy makes strange with everybody. And he came to the door and he saw me and he put his arms out. He wanted me to hold him. Yeah. And he melted on your shoulder. He melted on my shoulder and has never come off it. Right. <clears throat> and, um, uh, wow. And, uh, and that's the thing. And she said, this just, this why I felt this wasn't, God was telling me it's not her son. When he got here, it just felt like this kid had been here forever. It, and, it, and it was like the bond that we had, and it was literally an instant bond. Yeah. Like he just wanted to be with me all the time. Yeah. And, he and took like a couple of weeks to really bond with me, but he bonded to you immediately. immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was tired and we went and laid on the bed. He wouldn't let me put him down. Wouldn't mm -hmm. let anybody else take him. Mm -hmm. And so he laid on my chest and slept. And it's just, he's been like that ever since, you know, yeah. like no matter what I do, like I sniff and he has to sniff, you yes. know, <laughs> and that's, and it's that's so cool. It's so cute. It's really cute. And Terry wears flip flops all the time. So Cole is like, mom, flip flop, flip flop, <laughs> you know, that's all. And I'm like, Terry, it's, 36 degrees you've got to put shoes so cole can wear his boots okay <laughs> otherwise you well, won't. We went to church on sunday we both put our cowboy boots yes, on right and our, yes. our plaid shirts but uh but that's the thing and 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 here we are and then today we adopted him and i just look back and i think 
you know, with the girls. Had Every we step had, of the had way. I not had the Holy Spirit not talked to me that day in the shower and I said, You need to reach out to the worker, they would have never called us back. No. Because they told us that. No, and and also because it was a new caseworker, mm -hmm. so she wouldn't know to call us back. No. She would just look they for a just new put family. Them in, yeah. Look for a new family. But it was that because we called. Yeah. And then with Cole, it was again we were going to close the license but god was telling you there's a, little, there's a little boy coming and there it is this little boy named cole yeah you know and so it's just it's not coincidence i don't believe it's coincidence i believe it's the holy spirit and i believe that god has blessed us with you know we're here at the other end of this thing and in 2020 we lost our business um had zero income we lost all of our savings yep um and so any hope of retirement was and we lost Quimane. <laughs> and we lost Quimane. And 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 so the thing it is, and so we say, okay, well, he gave you all that, but what about Quimane? Well, the thing is, is there's also Quimane's mom and dad. And uh, in that time, we adopted Quimane's mom this year. Right. She's our legal daughter now. Yes. And uh, and she left a very very rough life and wants to walk in they're God's really light. trying hard they're really to trying hard to do the right thing yeah. and build a build a life and the thing of it is is he is their son right and if they're going to do it the right way this time he should be with them he should be with them you know and the thing of it is is that he goes from being a foster son to legal or our grandson now right and so you know we don't there's a transition taking place right now where we have to let him bond with his parents and so we stay out of the picture so he doesn't interfere with that but there's going to come a time when that's not necessary any longer we can all function as a family and so you know yes we didn't get to be his mom and dad we did for four years right but that won't continue and it's horribly heartbreaking but if it's God's plan, isn't this better? Right. Because it's not just a little boy that had another shot at life. It's a little boy and his mom and dad who are deeply motivated to raise this little boy. Yeah. And so they're not making decisions like they used to make when they were younger, right. young, irresponsible kids. Right? right. And so you look at that and, you know, so does God make everything easy for you? No. My goodness. No. No, if anything, you would take ten shows to talk about all the hard parts. Well, that's the thing if, <laughs> that if, got us here. <laughs> but, but like I, you know, if if you put it in really, really simple terms, you know, if you are a fitness person, if you're a runner, and you want to be a better runner, you know how how uncomfortable that is. How many hours you have to spend running? If you want to lift weights, if you want to go in and do a leg day, yeah, you know, you can't go in there and you know you you load up that bar. You're ready to throw up. You're you know you think you're going to die and that's how your legs grow yeah. and, and life and, and walking with God is the same thing. You know, if you want to be successful in business, then he will sharpen you, mm -hmm. you know, he will sharpen you and he will test you and he will make you strong. He will prepare you to give you the thing. And if you do the work, he will answer that prayer and he'll, he'll give you what you want. And, and in our case, you know, you were as far from being a mom <laughs> you know, you were a target mom. Oh, look at this cute outfit at Target, right? It's like that, but no sense of like, okay, you know, well, some, doesn't somebody else come and do that? You know, you know, I, I'm, I'm picking on you, but, I but know. you went from, I remember the first four months with Comaine where you were just so overwhelmed. Over my head. Yeah. yeah. And now these three kids you could do in your sleep. You were right. doing four kids in your sleep. Right. You know, you're an incredible mother and, and, 
every day you and I sit down and say, okay, what did we do? Where do we fail? What could we do better? How can we help each other? We're constantly reevaluating so we can be better parents. Absolutely. You know, and I think at this point, you know, I was first a father at, well, very young, yeah. but uh, in my teens. Yeah. And as a teenager, I a much better father at 61 than I was as a teenager. Right. And, uh, and, and what it is, is I think you just become humble. You realize you don't know everything. And so what you do is you go seek as much knowledge as you can. And just like, okay, if I want to learn Photoshop, I go and I study Photoshop. But we don't do that with kids, do we? No, we think we think we should know. Yeah, we somehow <laughs> inherited this, you know, no, right. we'll figure it out. Well, right. I don't know that I want to just, you know, throw it on the wall and see what sticks when it comes to a life. Right. And so, uh, and so we study, we study, we're taking courses all the time, reading and learning. We're learning about neurology, brain plasticity. We're learning about trauma. We're learning about all these things. And it's made us much, much better parents. And I look at our kids now and Cadence, I remember when she came, mm -hmm. was literally unbearable. She was a danger to the other kids. She physically had to be separated from the other ones for a time mm -hmm. at the advice of a therapist mm -hmm. uh, because she was a danger to her sister and to coin right and and here she is now and i i just i'm blown away at this little girl she's how intelligent how caring how nurturing she so is so nurturing she is she is absolutely she and she wants to be you and yeah. she thinks she is you it's so cute it's today she was taking off her dress that i put on uh, for the adoption she she looked at me she's like i look like you mom <laughs> <laughs> It's so cute. It's just so precious. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy that now before she's like, I don't yeah. want to be like you. <laughs> and she's such a girly girl and Emma's such a tomboy, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and, and Emma's like, Emma's like Cole's big sister, but she bosses him around and, <laughs> but he loves it, Yes, you know, and then, and then everywhere. Katie tries to mother him. And so he's got these two sisters. He's in heaven, this yes. kid, right? He's just happy and <laughs> they're all happy. And, and so I look at that and I go, wow. You know, it, it was extremely hard, but we never gave up. And we always, when we did get weak, we went to God mm -hmm. and he gave us everything we needed. Sometimes we had to do some work. Yeah. So we got humbled. You know, there's lots of things we learned to regret. My goodness. But we changed and we grew. And, and that's the thing about God. And so now, gosh, I could, you know, I... We got a call the other day mm -hmm. about a little boy, and I said, "Yeah, let's do it." Mm -hmm. You know, and and I would. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just that I think you know we got to fairly pump the brakes and raise the ones that we've got, and and if we can inspire others and and help other foster parents now. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever got questions, you can reach out to me. I have so many people that I try to help. I I have two friends that became foster parents because. Uh, you know, because they saw our journey and we've uh, had over a dozen people right become foster parents because of which which was the whole purpose of being public about it. Right. Was just okay, it's not it's well foster parents really can, have a bad rap and and the more foster parents I meet and it just here's the thing. Every state has their own less legislation. <laughs> it's not coming <laughs> regulations. out. Um and you know it the system is it's a it's a federal system but it's a state is more state focused um but here in clark county nevada i have met incredible families mm -hmm. like 
that is the norm. And so there are foster parents that do it for the money. No doubt. The reality is, you though, know, like that I, most of them were grandfather in and like Beth, the girl that taught that did our licensing class. Yeah. You weed them out. Like we went in, we started first day. I think there was 30 people in our class when we were done. There was 14. Yeah. And, and what you do is you, we, you find those people that are there just because they want a part-time job. Right. Or the people that are there that they're there, but they're not really there to learn. They're just there to get their license. They're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. And, and you get rid of those people in a hurry. Right. You know, uh, what they need is good, responsible foster parents right. that are going to really care and get a vested interest in these kids. Yep and their lives and, and helping them heal. And the reality is, is that you may do that for a time, months, maybe years, yeah. and then they may move on. They right. may go to their biological parents. We, we're living through that right now. Right. But I see God in that too. Right. And, and that's what's always, God has always given me that peace mm -hmm. with all of it. And mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I don't hurt. I mean, every day I was crying today mm -hmm. about Comaine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but, so the hurt doesn't necessarily stop, but but I look at the hurt and I, and I just want to yeah. say this about the hurt. I love that little boy. I love that little boy. And that little boy loves me that much mm -hmm. that I can hurt this bad. Right. And so how can I look at that as a bad thing or something I wouldn't do again? Exactly. Where would he be if he hadn't been here? You and know? if anything, it just makes the moments more valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, our girls got up this morning in the middle of the night at two o'clock in the morning. And oh, they had nightmares. They had nightmares and they came and crawled into our bed, right? Yeah. And I'm laying there and I'm just so desperately want to sleep because I don't sleep really well. <laughs> and Emma's laying beside me, Katie's beside you. Yeah. And Emma's tickling my back. <laughs> <laughs> she did Touch, touching my beard and <laughs> she just wants me to snuggle her yeah <laughs> and so she's doing all this stuff and i'm at first i'm going oh please just let me sleep and then yeah. i thought you know what there's gonna come a time when yeah. i'm gonna wish she was here exactly and so you know what it, i just rolled over and i just snuggled her yeah. and you know <laughs> played with her hair and stuff like that and she never fell asleep she refused to go to sleep because she just was enjoying the attention the attention so much yeah. and and so you know what so what i didn't sleep last night you know right. I'll, I'll make up for it tonight but that's the thing is is hurting over comain just makes me appreciate the seconds that i get with the three kids we have Absolutely. and with you yeah i value that so much more every moment is precious if you're considering being a foster parent, if it sounds interesting to you, you can reach out to me, tgoodlad at me.com or annatigray at me.com. We'll answer all your questions. Absolutely. Yeah, and if it's in your heart, don't be afraid of it. Just go with it. It's going to be one of the best, most enriching experiences of your life. Thanks for listening. Be back in a couple days with another show. We're sitting at home.